Hello and welcome along. Mark Shardlow here, all this week marking 100 days to go to the Tokyo Paralympics with members of the British Paracanoe Squad. Well, it's been another week of noise about the state of the games, but for the athletes, it's head down for the final stretch. So today I'm talking to Charlotte Henshaw. Now, Charlotte has been to three games, all as a swimmer. So this will be her first as a paddler, and she's really excited about that. If you go back to earlier episodes, Charlotte has been charting her journey on Destination Tokyo, and she talks about her endometriosis diagnosis and training and competing with the condition and how that's affected her this year. Definitely worth digging them out. Well, for this one, we talk many things, but we start with 100 days to go. Charlotte, of course, has been there many times before. So what does that number mean to her? Well, that's the time that usually starts to feel pretty real. Um, obviously, this time round, there's a lot of other factors to, to think about when it gets to 100 days to go. So I'm not quite sure that it will feel you know, that the games are as imminent as they are, I think, because there's a lot of things that could potentially go wrong in that time with 100 days. But, um, you know, it's a really exciting milestone to get to. We, it's been a long time coming, you know, that extra year added on. Um, and, uh, you know, we just have to hope that in those 100 days, the planning continu continues to happen and, um, you know, the games get ever closer. And where are you at? How are you feeling these days? I'm feeling good. Um, it's been a, a bit of a tricky start to 2021 for me because I obviously was in rehab um, from my surgery for the first six weeks of the year. And then once you come out of that rehab period, there's still that period of adjustment that you may be back in full training, but the body doesn't quite do what it once did before. Um, so it's felt like a bit of a, you know, an, an uphill climb to this point. But I think, um, you know, I was really fortunate to get a race a couple of weeks ago at that selection regatta and that helped to kind of steady the nerves about where the body was. So um, I'm, f I'm feeling good and, and excited to push on over the next couple of months and see where we can get to. How was it competing again? Because I can't remember the last time you, you had a proper competition. I haven't been on an official start line since the test event at, in Tokyo in September of 2019 so been 18 months since I've been in a proper race situation and it, it was you know it was nerve-wracking and we do race simulations in in training and that's brilliant prep but there's always that little element that you you can't replicate as hard as you try there's always that extra bit riding on an official start line so um you know, we, we were very fortunate that the organisers put on a great, a great event and we felt very safe. And so from that respect, it was it was great. Um, but yeah, it was it was, you know, it was a shock to the system. It had been a while since I put my body through a day of racing and I certainly felt it the day after. Really? Yeah. Different to training? Yeah, I think just because the emotional um, strain that it puts on you, even if it's a, you know, a race that, you know, on the outside doesn't really mean anything. Not that this one didn't, but um any race you kind of have that that nervous energy you have that um the slight tension even though you think you don't and you almost certainly feel it the next day it comes out in sort of fatigue pain um i felt pretty rough on the monday afterwards really <laughs> yeah. so just like going back to the gym for us ordinary people absolutely not done it for ages, yeah. yeah it felt just like a real sort of come down from what you you know asked your body to do three times over in the space of you know four or five hours it was it was quite tough and it I think just because it's been such a long time since we've experienced that I think it probably felt even more heightened than it usually would how are your times uh good actually I was I was pleased with how I raced the first one was a course record for Nottingham which wow. was 
I set that in 2019, I think. So a uh, great day of racing. We had the weather for it. Um, but the, the times were good. It, and it, again, that was one of the hardest things. You, you didn't know where you kind of were. And obviously in a sport like this, you're very weather dependent as well. So um, yeah, I was pleased with how I executed my races. And more importantly, it gave me a nice kind of springboard to move on to this next you know, part of our training plan. And it feels like to me, at last, you know, your your chance to go in this sport to the Paralympics, yeah. having done it in swimming. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I mean, it still feels quite odd to me that I am, you know, potentially going into a fourth games, but the whole environment around me is very, very different. And I know what it's like to be selected to a Paralympic Games as a swimmer. I've never experienced it being selected as a, as a paddler. And that's really exciting and I think even though that obviously Tokyo will look very different from the games I've experienced in the past and the experience won't be quite the same, um, I'm excited to really become a Paralympic athlete as a paddler. It, it, it does feel different and um, it, it's an exciting thing and I, it's something that I never really thought that was a realistic you know, expectation. I, I wanted to be the best paddler that I could be, but I didn't know that in the space of four or five years I could go from one sport to another and make the next games in a, in a different sport. And, uh, well, we can hear your teammates <laughs> uh, behind you. Yeah, they're a rowdy the, bunch. The great thing about this, though, and I don't wonder how much it helps you, is that we spoke to uh, Emma on Monday, who'd been in volleyball. We spoke to Laura mm. a couple of days ago, and she was in athletics. We're talking to Ian, who's done different sports, and Dave Phillipson, who's been... What, three times I think mm -hmm. for wheelchair tennis yep. so you're surrounded by people who've got similar experiences to you yeah I think that's certainly one of the the strengths that we we have as a canoeing squad a para canoe squad we have a whole wealth of experience in at games in various different sports and you know some medal winners some not medal, medal winners but still that kind of um, breadth of knowledge of Paralympic sport and I certainly think that that helps when we come together that even if it's not been in a boat we've we've been through pretty much everything there is to go through in, in a sporting career and um, also the other thing is that people are willing to share that experience and, and help the team out with what they've learned it, it, people don't keep that to themselves it's very much a collaborative thing and even though we are an individual sport we, we do have that strong sense of you know, succeeding as a team and, you know, all that experience can only be a positive thing. Brilliant. Great words. Uh, great to see you in person rather than over yes, a Zoom link. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you again, hopefully before the Games. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Mark. That's Charlotte Henshaw hoping to add another Paralympic medal to her tally. She's got many in swimming, but this summer it's going to be in the para canoe. That's it for today. Another member of the GB para canoe team tomorrow to mark 100 days to go to the Paralympics. Thanks a lot for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye.